Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another crypto current for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We have another cryptocurrent for you today. Um, and if you haven't caught on yet, uh, we're probably going to be releasing a cryptocurrent every week. So we just want to make sure that you guys are up to date on the crypto world and the blockchain world without having to uh, look at the news too much. Is, is that a good uh, assessment, Corey? Yep, that's exactly what okay. we're trying to do. Corey will do all the legwork for you guys, and we will share it with you. So... Let's jump right in. We got a lot of NFT action going on. Where do we start? Well, it looks like uh, one of my favorite people in the world, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, Stan Lee, is about to release an NFT from Beyond the Grave. And this is actually, uh, I I think it's interesting at, at the very least, but it's turning out to be a little bit controversial. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you've been reading up a little bit on it, too, and we're commenting on yeah. some of the- well i was just i just uh started looking at the comments and it seems that pretty much every single person who has commented um they don't seem to like it i well they okay so the post has 13,000 likes and then so whatever take that for what it's worth i don't know how many comments there are i haven't been able to see but i just scrolling through them yeah, I, I scrolled through. Everybody them. is very angry about this. Yeah, I, I scrolled through them too. So, so what's happening is they're they're releasing an NFT for one of uh, Stan Lee's characters, and people are saying they feel like it's um, just capitalizing on on his name and and that it's in poor form because he's he's dead and and really has no no control over what's uh, happening with his characters. And a lot of people seem to be pretty hostile towards the NFTs. I find it intriguing. Um, it, it's something that I personally would be interested in. Uh, if I could get a rare one of one or a limited edition one of, you know, 100, I would be interested in buying a, a, uh, a Marvel NFT. Particularly if they did one of Spider-Man, who happens to be my favorite uh, character. A uh, new movie just came out, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, so since I've been a child, I've, I've loved Spider-Man, and I would love to to own a Spider-Man NFT. Yeah. Um, I, I do kind of see that. I don't know. I can kind of see how it could be in poor taste. I mean, he is. The man has passed away. He has no control, like you were saying, over his account and what he, quote unquote, says using his Twitter account. Maybe if they were like... If they did it through Marvel, I would be a little bit more okay. But another thing a lot of people seem to be saying is that NFTs are ruining the they're ruining the environment, they're ruining the world. Can we can you speak to that a little bit? What what's is there yeah? That's to that that's uh, blatantly false. Um, the, the the a lot of the NFTs that are being produced they they cost very little energy uh, to create them at all. When when you mint an NFT, very little energy goes in into the minting. These blockchains are running as it is. They're doing transactions. Um, it, it, it's like saying that uh, a vehicle is wasting gas, uh, whether there's one person in it or 100 people in it. And the point is that these blockchains are running anyways. Uh, it doesn't add any uh, extra energy to, to mint an NFT. And most of these blockchains where NFTs are being minted um, are not using very much energy at all. And we've talked about this in the past. There, there's, I mean, there's endless arguments about uh, the the use of Bitcoin and how much energy it takes. 
Um, Ethereum does take a fair amount of energy. They're doing proof of work right now, but they're going to be transferring or trans, uh, transforming over to proof of stake, which will use a lot less energy. And most of the other alternative um, cryptocurrencies that aren't mined uh, are not are hardly using any energy at all. So there's just there's no uh, real truth to the fact that NFTs are are destroying the planet. That's that's hardly the case. However, I do kind of think it's it's ironic and probably um, angers people even more that this character that they're releasing, Chakra, what's uh, what what does he go around the world fighting? Well, I, I believe I and this is with like very very little research, so so I could be completely wrong, but I want to say I did see like a in the comments somebody posted a it looked like an old comic book cover with this character. Maybe it was fake. I don't know, but it was saying something about he fights climate change. So, yeah. It, yeah so, if NFTs so really do ruin the, the the planet, then it is it is kind of ironic that yeah. So it doesn't make one of him. It doesn't matter what the reality is. It's it's the perception in this case that matters. So you're going to, uh, in some people's eyes, destroy the planet, creating an NFT of this character who's out to save the planet. So it is kind of ironic. I, I think it's funny. So it, this is kind of a question that I'm come up with as we've been talking about this um where are people learning this like who's going around saying that nfts are ruining the planet is that are are there organizations that are saying that or is it just somebody with influence like maybe a tiktok influencer is saying oh nfts are ruining the planet well where's this information coming from if it is indeed false yeah i i believe it's coming from the group that's more pro-establishment uh and in my opinion a a little bit anti-freedom you, you hear it from some of the leading politicians throughout the world who are very much uh, protective of the current banking system as is, who seek uh, cryptocurrency as a threat. And one of the attack vectors that they found is to attack it on, on climate change. And so I, I don't think the argument is going away. I do think it'll have to be settled. Um, but I think that there's, there's a lot of counter arguments to the amount of energy that uh, Bitcoin in particular and, and other cryptocurrencies are, are consuming. So I, that's where I feel like the, the attacks are coming from. If you look at, at the people who are out uh, doing the humanitarian work uh, on, on the side of Bitcoin, uh, who are seeing what's happening in third world countries where people are able to now bank with just a cell phone, whereas before they could not bank, they didn't have access to the bank, and, they ha- and the only currency that they could use was their, their local currency, which in most cases is hyperinflationary. They now are able to participate in the world economy because of cryptocurrency. And, and in particular, let, let's give credit where credit is due, Bitcoin. And a second runner-up would be Ethereum because without Ethereum, we wouldn't have had uh, DeFi. Now, DeFi has spread to other blockchains, but as of right now, it doesn't really exist in any usable format on, on the Bitcoin network. So, so we have to thank Ethereum for DeFi. So coming full circle... So we have all the people who are upset about this, and I think this this is really going to open up, I believe, a whole aspect of legalities. Um, if you remember, uh, we talked about crypt, uh, Quentin Tarantino trying to release the the Pulp Fiction NFTs and got a cease and desist uh, uh, from, oh man, what, what was the parent company? Uh, Miramax. Yeah, Miramax. He got a cease and desist from Miramax saying, hey, you don't have the rights uh, in your limited use uh, agreement. Um, which would have been structured in the 90s because this movie's almost 30 years old. I mean, 20, yeah, close to 30 years old, 25 at least years. What year did it come out? Uh, I want to see, I want to see 94. 
I don't don't hold me to that. You know how my memory is. It's a little bit faulty, but it, it was in the early 90s. So NFTs weren't even uh, conceptualized back then. And so they're saying that, hey, your rights did not did not um, allow you to release these NFTs. And so I think there's going to be a whole uh, legal uh, side to all of this. And the question is, is can someone take Stanley's account because it's his official uh, Twitter account and tweet up in Stanley's name and use these characters that he's created and, and create NFTs? Do, do they have the right to do that? And is, and is it the right thing to do? Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Um, just before we move on, I do want to say we are, lest you guys, lest our listeners misunderstand, we are pro clean energy. We're not saying we're trying to destroy the planet. A- but, absolutely. But we do believe that NFTs are not ruining the planet as some people would yeah. have you believe. I, I think if you listen to us long enough, you'll you'll see that in particular, my, my politics lean more uh, libertarian. Um, at the same time, I don't think it's the right thing to do to continue to dig coal out of the ground and burn it. I think that there's a lot of uh, side effects to that and that there are cleaner forms of energy out there that we can pursue um, that are uh, renewable and uh, uh, cheap to produce. But uh, that we should start our own energy podcast. Yeah, that's that's kind of outside the scope of this podcast. All right. Um, well, let's move on. We've got some more NFT news. This is, oh, and we've mentioned this before, but, well, we've mentioned Sotheby's before. Yeah, they keep coming up. Very high-end auction house. But what's going on with them? What's the news with them? Yeah, so they, I don't know if if they broke a record because I don't know if there was a record to be broken, but they certainly are the, are the leader in this. A hundred million in NFT sales in 2021. Now, if you're going to compare them to the online markets like OpenSea and some of the others, those probably have exceeded uh, by many multiples uh, $100 million um, with the popularity of NFTs that are purchased online. But for an auction house, I mean, a real world uh, standard de facto leader in auctioning, Sotheby's, and they have sold $100 million in NFTs, and they're not really in the online world. I, I think that's, that's they, a, they auction off a ton of stuff, right? Oh, yes. It's not just, so it's really interesting that the NFT market has yes. grown large enough that even their, even, even though it's not even their main thing. Yeah. It's, it's bled reached. over. It's bled over so much into their world that, that they're saying, Hey, we, we need to be a part of this. And that, that should tell you something. Sotheby's is the gold standard for auctions. They, they are not, they are not, they, uh, you know, a fly-by-night operation. They're the gold standard, and they're seeing the value in this, and and have sold 100 million in NFTs. Yeah, so that um, that's pretty interesting. Not super crazy or in depth, or we don't really need to go super no. in depth with that. But just thought you guys would like to know. Um, next topic for you sports fans out there, you'll probably find this very interesting and maybe even exciting. Uh, Michael Jordan and his son they're launching a blockchain or a platform and it's it's on it runs on the solana blockchain but there's nfts in there as well so let's let's dive into yeah that. this is this is really interesting and i'm i'm not gonna say that i was surprised but it was a little bit unexpected as i was uh perusing through the news and uh came across this article where michael jordan and his son are going to launch their own uh nft network uh it's going to be called the air 
network. And I, I kind of think that might be a play on words because it's air as in H E I R. And maybe it's, you know, uh, Michael Jordan's son, Jeffrey is the heir to, to Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan is also known as air Jordan, air Jordan. Yeah. Well, and his brand that's worth and hundreds brand, of millions of dollars. <laughs> yes. Uh, his, his brand, uh, air Jordan's made him a, a billionaire. Yeah. So may, I guess billions of dollars. Yeah. Billi- billions of dollars. More accurate. So th- I, I think that that's interesting. So, and I think their choice of network that, that they dropped it on was uh, Selena. And my guess is because the, the fees on Selena are just uh, ridiculously cheap. It's, it's a great blockchain. And in, in my opinion, it does, it's been in the news lately because there's been some attacks against it. Um, I think that they've come through, through the, the denial of service attacks uh, fine. As far as I'm concerned, I think it's a blockchain that's here to stay. And I think you're going to see more, NFTs release on Selena because it's it does you no good to have a a million dollar NFT on Ethereum if it costs you a million dollars in in fees to buy or, or sell and that's a little bit tongue in cheek but sometimes the fees can be uh, easily over over a thousand dollars and that's just uh, there's just something that they've got to get under control. So, so what exactly does this platform do? I I read that it it's for more like fan engagement with 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 professional athletes. How does that work? So, um, kind of like how when we did the NFT episode, we talked about the idea that it, you know, in, in my opinion, I I think NFTs uh, fit really well with sports. If you if you think about collectibles and sports memorabilia, it it's a huge. Uh, it's a huge thing. It's it, there's high dollar value in collecting baseballs that are that are signed by you know the the team that won the World Series, or what's that favorite show that we used to watch when when we were kids, um, The Sandlot, and that was all about them trying to retrieve the the ball that was signed by by Babe Ruth. So sports memorabilia is a is a big deal, and so if you can if you can merge authenticating uh, a, a piece of sports memorabilia. And and enveloping all this data about this uh, this item and put it on the blockchain and create an NFT, you have this mechanism where you can buy and sell things really easily, and then and then transfer the physical item or keep the physical item in a museum or in a a custody and sell off multiple shares to multiple investors who would then own a fractional share of this uh, piece of memorabilia. Um, you know, maybe it's a million dollar baseball or maybe it's uh, Tom Brady's Super Bowl ring. And you could then invest in this through NFTs and have it be um, something that uh, could could grow in value o- over time. Uh, much like uh, wealthy people collect art as a way of, you know, having a store of value. You could do the same thing with these single items, but be able to split them up uh, among multiple investors. And so my, my guess is you're going to have um, anything from sports clips to like literally uh, imagine owning the rights to a, the video uh, of a game winning shot in, in, in the seventh game of the NBA championships. You know, what what would that if it came down to the wire and, you know, there's two seconds left and the ball's flying through the air and goes through the basket at the buzzer and they win? Um, you know, what is that clip worth? And so you never really had the mechanism to be able to sell something like like that in the past, or people wouldn't even think that that was something that you could sell. Well, I mean, sports clips are being sold as NFTs. Um, the 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 concept of a trading card 
Um, you know, when I was a kid, we would buy baseball cards. Now imagine having the equivalent of a baseball card that's digital that you can pull up at any time that you own, but is also somewhat animated. Uh, maybe some some something particular that the athlete had done that that was really cool. Maybe in baseball you see them do a double play, and then you know the picture of the athlete comes up and he kind of looks at you and moves his head from side to side, and then it goes back to that double play, and, and that's kind of the loop of this of this NFT. So it's just bringing to life things that we already collect in a, in a digital format or taking something that is real in the real world and attaching that digital back end to it and turning it into an NFT. I think uh, Michael Jordan's a very shrewd businessman and I, I expect that his, and he's got access to all the athletes. So I, I expect him to do really well with this, with this company. So one question I have, and this may be a little bit of a tangent, but how would that work? Like, because say there's a buzzer beating three pointer shot that wins the the NBA finals, you've got different like news stations, right? I mean, okay, I don't watch a ton of sports, so this may show my ignorance. But usually, you have different. There, there's more yeah, than I, one yeah, camera. Filming yeah, no, that. I, I yeah. So how do you get the right? Like, yeah, who I, says this NFT is now yours when like yeah? So that's a, people are that's a it. that's an excellent question. So. Uh, again, this is this is a world that's rapidly evolving and will have to find its own two legs to stand upon. But here's here's a possibility that, that I could envision. You always have uh, licensing in tandem with, with the media company that is doing the actual broadcasting. And there are certain rights that belong to the actual um, – let's just take basketball for since that's what we were talking about. There are certain rights that, that belong to the NBA – but also belong to the broadcaster. And, and there's a mix of, of who has rights to what. I imagine that there'll be another tier of rights, which will come along with that media to be able to turn any of these things into NFTs and sell the actual rights to that particular portion of the video, if that makes sense. So perhaps it's a, another company that comes in and also films at the same time, or it's just the actual media that, that they took um, while, they, while they were filming the sport. Or some, you know, some combination, but they'll they'll work out the different um, channels that get to have rights to these to these videos, and and I'm fairly confident that some of these sports highlights will become uh, NFTs that that you can buy and own. Okay, and and having said that, the you know the NBA and the media companies will still own the rights to the full length uh, video, so that they could you know air a uh, you know, an old game if they wanted to, because they could still own those rights. But you would actually own the NFT rights to that sp- uh, particular clip, if if that makes sense. Again, okay. yeah. that's all conjecture on my part. I, you know, we don't know how this will will all shake out. Okay, only the only time will tell. Um. All right. So moving on to our next topic, the, kind of in a, a similar arena, uh, Nike Sports Apparel Company. They just bought uh, a studio. So uh, RTFKT is that? Yeah. So it's it's um, it's RTFKT, and it's pronounced Artifact. Okay, Artifact. And and what they were doing was they were allowing you to mint an NFT online, and then they would uh, allow you to. I don't know if you had to purchase it, but because you own the NFT, they would then uh, create sneakers. Uh, real world sneakers of that NFT. So you would own the NFT and the sneaker. And I was looking some up online the other day and, and some of them are going for, you know, as much as, as 20 grand. 
Well, Nike saw a great opportunity to uh, acquire Artifact Studios, and I imagine we'll we will soon see NFT uh, wearable NFTs uh, from Nike. No, no, no question. They they've already said that this this is what they what they plan on doing. Um, and you can imagine Nike's uh, ability to uh, get with athletes as well uh, who who are under contract with them. So you might even see uh, NFTs that are attached to a player that also come out with a unique pair of shoes. So imagine having. Uh, let's go back to the Air Jordan example. Imagine you know back in the day when Michael was still playing and having a Michael Jordan Air Jordan that was a unique one of one and an NFT behind it to, to prove it. What what would those shoes be worth? You know, quite quite a bit of money. Probably a lot, yeah. So, um, and this I think is important to it. This is like Nike stepping into the metaverse, correct? Yes. So this is a part of the metaverse. So so this will become part of their metaverse. And and if you if you haven't listened to our metaverse episode, go back and listen to it because we we talk about a couple of uh, gaming companies and then uh, what what we think the you know a good definition of the metaverse is, and each company will have their own metaverse. But what we're heading to in the future is all of these metaverses being interoperable. So imagine taking your your Nike shoes, uh, NFTs, and then putting them on a character that you're using in another game. And maybe while you're in that game, maybe it's a VR world you're playing. And maybe you remembered that your uh, wife or significant other wanted you to buy something. So you're able to go into an Amazon store inside the game and uh, make a purchase and and get something shipped ship to your, your shipped to your house and you pay with pay with it uh pay it uh with cur- cryptocurrency so this is this is where the metaverse is heading so you know real organizations societies games currency spanning the digital world but also extending out into into the real world in real ways either shopping on amazon or having an nft backed physical real world item that's that's the metaverse there you have it um this is a bit of a i think that's where we'll call it today it's a bit of a longer episode but hopefully you're now up to date on a lot of the nft happenings that are going on um so with that being said make sure to stay crypto